0: Before we get started with this episode, I want to talk about the Texas Woodworking Festival happening on September 4th, 2021. If you're anywhere near Texas, you need to be checking this out. So what is the Texas Woodworking Festival? Well, it can be best described as a mix of a beer festival and a woodworking-themed farmer's market. They're bringing together local woodworking organizations, content creators, furniture makers, and tool manufacturers for a day of food, drinks, and all things woodworking. Please visit texaswoodworkingfestival.com. There you'll find information about tickets, additional information about the schedule, and all the exhibitors and vendors. Look forward to seeing you there. Hi, and welcome to the 359th episode of the MWA Podcast. I'm Kyle Barton. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski. Today, we're asking Travis Curtis the five questions. If you want to hear more about Travis and all the things he does, be sure to check out his interview on episode 358. So welcome back to the show, Travis.
1: Thanks for having me
2: again.
0: You betcha. Great. Well, before we get into the five questions, Sean, do we have a Patreon shout out?
2: We sure do. We always want to give a big thanks to our Patreon supporters. Today, we're going to shout out John Marine. John, thank you for your support. And if you, dear listener, would like to support the MWA podcast, go to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. Thanks, John. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. So let me lead us off in our five questions. Uh Travis, how did you get into oh, hold on? i let me read this how Kyle wrote it because he's Texan. How do y'all get into woodworking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little old woodworking?
0: A little old Yeah. Well, well, it, it should have been how did you get into woodworking? But I think spell check got me on that one. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, you know, I got a Texan spell checker here.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it also has fixing in here. Also, yeah. Y'all and fixing. Got it. <laughs> got it.
2: <laughs> y'all
1: ain't fixed a spell check did not you
2: <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into woodworking
1: uh well my grandparents were woodworkers and my father was and so it seemed like that probably from birth i you know had a hammer uh and doing something uh hitting me myself my sister or a nail and uh, i just kind of uh liked doing it so and there's always, you know, like most woodworkers, like, I, you see something, I can build that. And so you mm-hmm. have to go at it. And some things work better than others, you know. And you either learn, you get out of it, or uh, you sink more money into it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned your grandfather was a finisher for Gibson Guitars, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Here in Nashville. Uh,
2: that's yeah. that's cool.
1: It is cool. He's He was also uh, a folk artist to himself uh, and when his retirement he would make miniature versions of all the gibson guitars.
2: oh cool oh that's really neat
1: yeah
0: you you don't have have any uh like early to (laughs) mid-60s gibson guitars laying around do you
1: i do not i had the very last one he made and our house was burglarized uh, years ago and they took that guitar
2: oh my gosh oh damn so
0: and what did your grandmother do
1: she was a master carver for davis cabinet company wow uh,
2: all right you got i would some, love
1: to say i learned some... carving from her but i was a knucklehead and never that you know of course by the time that i would have actually maybe been interested in learning from her yeah uh, most of that was sent overseas and she was just either making the masters that they would send over to seas or something it was all uh, early early cnc stuff you know little panto routers almost yeah like,
2: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: And then she cleaned it up with some hand tools uh, and little, not quite uh, Dremel tools, but something similar to that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably an adaptive dentist. Uh, and then, uh, well, I lost my train of thought there, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that's, how, I mean, I just, it was, a, I was around it. I was around people that were doing things. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I just liked it. And in high school, uh, there was a huge, like, quilt rack revival kind of thing going on so i thought i'd make some quilt racks and try to sell them uh, and completely hated it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hated trying to sell those things you know, yeah it was horrible but uh i managed to sell a few of them and then i i kind of vowed at that point i would never ever go into woodworking business <laughs> 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 and,
0: and look at but, you now yeah, yeah
1: exactly <laughs> Uh, so i made all kinds of furniture for a home
0: well that that, that's fantastic
2: that's excellent i mean it really is i mean it's a similar i I think i have a bit of a similar mindset of i could do that you know and and you in our last episode us, you know when you got it how you got into windsor chair making was literally like i could do that then found a book and like i can definitely do that you know and and yeah that's that's really cool but you've got a hell of a legacy if your grandparents were both like heavily involved in craft work and you know no matter what a a finisher for a guitar company you're still you got a fine hand you know and 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 that's that's really really cool yeah
1: they carved things too um Mm. um, i have a an eagle that he carved that's probably 20 by 30 or so it's solid piece of mahogany
2: really
1: wow Wow. I think the mahogany is definitely worth more than the car
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you need to post that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I was hoping to get some things done this summer, but I've been having to, <laughs> thing, yeah, people coming over, and so I kind of yeah, I really no. want to make some uh, wooden pegs to hang up in the shop, so that I can hang. I have some other artwork that I want to hang in the shop, and just kind uh, of rotate around, so I don't want to have a permanent location mm-hmm. for it. So I just haven't been able to do
0: it. <laughs> Well that, that is so cool that is that is fantastic.
1: My grandmother did things too. She made little shorebird
2: carvings and stuff later. Oh, yeah. oh see, that's so cool it just yeah it's, yeah. It, it's great when the, you know when you when you have a you know a, a career in something that is your hands doing work that you could still have the time when you come home yeah. to to have a hobby of doing kind of similar work or you know it all kind of plays on itself but that's uh that's really cool. They yeah people too. yeah obviously the inspiration and
0: genetics are all there
2: <laughs>
1: yeah right
0: right well let's move on to what is your favorite tool
1: oh boy do people i mean i've listened to a couple of these podcasts i don't know um do people pick one tool or is there sometimes no
2: sometimes S- yeah no S- no yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah we understand it's meant to be a difficult question yeah um yeah. Yes, that makes and and, and we sometimes we say right now this week you know because we know it can change you know you don't always reach for the same thing i i recently just talked about my Lee nielsen 48 i use it once every year and a half two years it's not necessarily always my favorite tool but when i do get to use it it leaves really cool shavings, <laughs> you know. Like it's my favorite that day. That's really cool. So I mean, it, it's one of those kind of things.
0: There's yeah, options. I mean, we we had Roger Ivy, who I think had a good thing. Whatever the uh, current tool in my hand is.
2: Yeah, uh, that was literally his answer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and yep. then we had Elia uh, Bazzari. He said uh, my hands are my favorite tool.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to the other extreme, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or there's somebody who's like, oh man, that that pocket plane, that little yeah yeah that little that <laughs> tiny thing I can just always have in my hand. That's my favorite tool, or a spoke shave, or something. whatever. Yeah, it's up to you.
1: Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's it's got to be two tools, technically.
2: Okay, uh, that that'll, that'll work.
1: One is uh.
0: Twenty-seven is our limit. <laughs> well,
1: it's just two is two. um, good. And one is a number five Stanley that was my grandfather's. Oh Ooh. yeah. Do you know I've, what
2: year it's from, or what year range? It's from it's the
1: forties, is all I know. Because when he when he got out of the army after World War II, he built houses here in, in Nashville, and he used this number five to do that. And actually, on the side of it, he has uh, used a nail set to put his initials in it. And so
2: oh, that, oh, just like that pointillistic look. Tick, yeah, tick, tick, yeah, tick, tick, so yeah. I, that's cool.
1: Because I'm, it's a number five. You know, the, the blade was no longer usable. When I just rediscovered hand tools, and so I bought a really cheap blade because I didn't know what I was doing, and, and oh. it. but it still it still works. I still use it as a scrub plane. Get
2: a, get a, get a hawk blade and put it it's in there, it. and you'll love it even more.
1: Well, I have other planes for that. And I, that's oh, all there's. go. But it has it was in his, his backyard shop, and there's so much paint spatter on it.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> and so I love it because of that, because it's just covered in, you know, just all over the place. And so oh, yeah. that, that's another reason that I love it because it reminds me of their, every time I smell lacquer, I'm reminded of my grandfather. Oh, that's so cool. The Good. other one, of course, is a draw knife.
2: Of course. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I would be the Windsor maker. You'd have yeah. to.
1: <laughs> I just love that tool so much. I think most people who are unfamiliar with it think it only in terms of green woodworking it's mm-hmm. no. rough work but there is once you start to familiarize yourself with that tool this it's amazing
2: how much finesse you can get out of that tool mm-hmm. 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 when when i got my one and only that i have which was you know just like a facebook sale somebody was getting rid of one and this is a smaller one whatever and i didn't even drew it up or anything but i just i i clamped up a piece of pine and just went to it and I was like, yeah, you know, thick shaving. And then he was like, oh, let me fare a little curve. You know, and it, it they are. They're so versatile. It's such a fun, fun, fun tool to work with. Yes. And anyone who's ever made one of those Democratic
1: chairs and hasn't used that to make the tenons is missing out a lot. Too. Oh, That's yeah. Really fun.
0: So, so who's your favorite uh, draw knife manufacturer?
1: Uh, I don't. I mean, my favorite mm-hmm. draw knife is made by Barr, by uh. Bar Quarton.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. uh hmm.
1: But other than that, I mean, it's really, I don't know enough of the manufacturers out there and differences. I've got them
2: okay. from
1: Fulton to an old uh Dunlap that is actually, it was a new old stock that I got off of eBay just recently. Wow. Oh, I, wow. It works well.
2: Mm hmm. Uh,
1: but yeah, so any of them that work <laughs> the ones that I like. I hate the <laughs> good ones. <laughs> it was like yeah. the. You know, Greg. He lives 20 miles from me. And back when the flea market was going on here in Nashville, there's a pretty good flea market. And lots of tool dealers used to come out, but it seemed like there for a long time. Every time I went, he had just been there and would buy the <laughs> draw. <eyes.
2: laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. As a chairmaker, maker, drawn eyes get to be a uh, a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, he would
1: not say it's a problem, but he has a problem. Yeah, a
0: problem. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. So next question, who has influenced you the most in woodworking?
1: Uh, the last probably last few years, it's been Greg Pennington. Uh, he is uh, just been a really good uh, friend, teacher, uh, confidant. You know, all those things that you, uh, uh, that you admire about people. That's that's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: By all accounts, he's a pretty cool guy.
1: It is. He really is. <laughs> uh, it's not just an act on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <No.
2: laughs>
0: well, uh, moving on. So, what has been your biggest stumbling block in woodworking?
1: Uh, lately, it's just been uh, age-related illness.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It happens.
1: I, I've got a, a nerve problem that uh, is idiopathic. So, I still haven't. They don't know what's causing it. So I have to have uh, a lot of shots for that. I have Ooh. glaucoma. Uh, and so I've lost a lot of vision in my left eye.
2: Oh, geez.
1: From that and some in my right. And then I have a cataract in my right eye. So yeah. I'm just still and I'm half blind. So you guys, you know, I have no excuse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> any any, any thoughts of getting, like, you know, corrective surgery? I, I only, I'd say that knowing of... Forty-three year old that had cataract replacement done, and yes, it has its shortcomings, but it's way better than the previous shortcomings.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not to the point where the surgery would be beneficial.
2: Okay, okay. But when it
1: progresses to that point, oh, obviously I'll be. I'll
2: mm-hmm. out the
1: door and have that, but it's.
2: Uh, I, I I say that as a almost lifelong glasses wearer. I think I got glasses when I was six.
1: Yes. And yep.
2: I'm not blind without them, but my vision without my glasses in low light is pretty much crap and I'm forty three. Yeah. I I I my kids have heard me more than enough times with looking at something, like out of the shower and they're showing me something, I'm like, Let me get my glasses. I can't see <laughs> that. Like I can't. So I totally I get it. I mean we degenerate. It happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't even drive at night now. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. thankfully not quite to that bit, but yeah, no, I, I get it. It's coming. The last, and it's been too long, but the last eye exam I took, I noticed when they're doing the whole like option one, option two thing, uh, yeah. I said, hold on, that, that takes a little minute. She goes, yeah, you're just, you're you're getting older. You know, <laughs> like my eyes wouldn't <laughs> adjust quick enough between the one and two. You know, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a which is a, you know, weird shape, muscular thing as it is. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's like, a yeah, sucks getting old.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just because the, the hardest part too, is because of you know, low light is hard and it's, yeah. and I used to be able to see really well at night, in low light situations, even though I've been wearing glasses for a long time myself. And so, uh, it's just, it's just one of those things that it just reminds you. You know, it's just, a, you know, not that you needed another reminder, but here's another reminder. You know, Time <laughs> mm-hmm. marches on, and you're yep. just another cog, and it doesn't really matter. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, too, finishing something and then thinking, okay, I think I've got it, and then you put in a different light, and you're like, well, how did I miss that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far for me, bright lights save the day. You know, like, give me a give me a new light source, and I can pretty much, you know, You know see see that and i and i i guess i've worked that into my day-to-day is like make sure i've got good light it has to be there
1: and i have six in one side of the shop six really bright leds and the other side where i don't or it's mostly just machine that is just a fewer uh, lights but yeah lighting is now
2: just have to do it Mm -hmm. so uh final question how has the internet influenced your work it probably been
1: the greatest influencer Uh, there's just so much thing so many things out there so many people so many ways that you can just connect with either people who uh, inspire you or their objects and not just chairs but you know anything all kinds of stuff it's crazy so it's definitely been a huge influence and instagram has been nice because it's allowed me to uh because i don't work in office anymore or anything and be around people and mm. uh, it's allowed me to not be as much of a curmudgeon because <laughs> you, get, you get to have conversations and even yeah. if it's only a comment or two it's still a conversation uh, mm. with People, and so, so I, I like it you know so.
0: well fantastic well, yeah. Yeah. I like Instagram for that too. It's, you know, but sometimes
2: I want to be a curmudgeon, you know, Oh, <laughs> being a curmudgeon is good at times, but I, I think especially you, you chairmakers, there's a hell of an Instagram community out there. I mean, you guys, oh, there is, there that's, is, that's really cool. And, and what is so
0: weird is like, there are so many chairmakers I don't even know and follow. And it's, it's one of those things. It's just, um, I, I don't know if chair making has ever exploded. Like it has, maybe it's always been there and we just never knew, but it's, it's It's amazing.
2: You know, it's like,
0: you know, you got all these, uh, Indonesian, South Korean, you know, chair makers out there. They're just fantastic doing, you know, Japanese chair makers are doing fantastic work. And it's just like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: so it's ins- inspirational just seeing the other stuff and seeing what mm. they're working with. And, you know, that's how I, you know, found out about crinoline stretchers, uh, even though they were in English stuff. It was after mm-hmm. Chanley, but was the first time I ever saw one, I was like, what, what is that? I never saw it. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, I anyway, like, then, of course, I love doing them. So I try to incorporate them in, in a lot of things. So. Yeah. It was, they're fun. And not many Americans are doing those. And so not I'm I don't do it to be uh to separate myself. I just do it um just because.
0: Oh yeah. They're um well, um since you lived here in Houston, do you remember the uh um Hog Residency? It's a, a museum that's um, you know, River Oaks area, the real richie area.
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not sure. I'm not familiar with that. Uh.
0: Okay, uh so um the River Oaks area of Houston is like where all the big money in Houston lives, but it was founded like in the 1920s uh by this uh family and uh one of the uh, daughters of that family was Emma Hogg, which is a interesting name yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, the Hogs founded River Oaks, but anyway, So they built this mansion there and, uh, they, uh, and once the, the, the family turned that into a museum and it's one of those museums where every room is like a different look into a different era of the U S history, or in this case, Texas history. And so one of the rooms has a, um, I want to say it's, it might be a bloom back. I hate to tell you this. (laughs) <laughs> but it has a crinoline stretcher in it and that was the first time I saw a crinoline stretcher was in that museum and I took a picture and went, what the hell is that because <laughs> <laughs> I had the the crinoline stretcher going from the uh, front two legs and the uh, two stretchers from the back two legs going into it and I'm going I haven't seen that before
1: <laughs> yeah Well that's usually if they're American, that's mm-hmm. where they're typically found is in a balloon bag.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe that makes sense then. Yeah. But it was, uh, but, uh, yeah, that was the first time I saw one, but yeah, not long after I saw burn Chanley was doing them too. And it's just like, so that, that is so cool. But yeah, that's one of the things, if you're ever in uh, Houston, Texas, go to the Emma Hogg museum. And yeah, it's like every room is like a, uh, different portrait into the furnishings of, you know, that particular decade or. Um, a generation of Texas history I, I
1: cool. to, Or get crawfish That's what I usually do when I go to Houston <laughs> Well, yeah, you can do
0: that too We got some good barbecue here too Don't, you know, be Oh yeah, definitely barbecue uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah I know the whole country's famous for it But we got some stuff that will rival that But, you know, we got the seafood We got the Tex-Mex, you know We got it all <laughs> I don't
1: <know. laughs> Where? <laughs> was the top of my legs.
0: exactly you got good tex-mex there in tennessee
1: yeah there. i mean there's a huge uh latin population in one part of town here so
0: hmm. there's
1: it really is good it's uh
0: okay good good because i couldn't live anywhere some without barbecue. some good tex-mex yeah
1: there's some good barbecue here and there but um the one that was really good is out of business now he's a uh, an expat to Think from San Antonio that had one here downtown, and that was probably the best here for a while. Mm-hmm. But now it's just there's good, but it's not like great. The thing that I dislike most about barbecue joints here is they don't have a pepper bar. You know, they don't have a yeah pickle bar. You know, anything. You know, you need a condiments like that, not not just barbecue sauce. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. You need you the onions, the jalapenos, peppers, jalapenos. the the pickles. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they don't do that here.
0: Hmm, interesting. That's interesting.
1: interesting for sure.
0: Well, with that, uh, so uh Travis, where can folks find you on the interwebs?
1: At uh and T E Curtis13 on Instagram. All righty.
0: Fantastic. Well, you can always find me at Barton. Kyle on Instagram
2: or Kyle Barton on YouTube. Sean, what about yourself? Oh and that's short and simple. I'm Sean W78 on most social medias. Go find me there.
0: And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.